Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time, time to, to sit, sit for a spell. You like it? It's me. I'm here, bitches. We're here. <laughs> Hello. 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 Hi. Welcome back. Welcome. Uh, I'm James. I'm Jess. Oh, we did it. We really did it that <laughs> Off time. The top. <laughs> we never do. This oh. is uh, Sit for a Spell. Welcome. Hi. Podcast. It's a podcast. We talk about um, so many things. So much stuff. Whatever we want to. Cryptids. Witchcraft. Spells. Hexes. Not yet, but we will. We will. Bigfoot, we're going to. Oh, we're going. Wait for that one. Sex magic. That was a good one. Um, so much stuff. Auras last week. Auras, crystals. You get the point. We're getting into it. Yeah, and I love it. I love it. I'm having having, so much fun. I have so much knowledge in my head now. How did we ever survive before this podcast? I mean, we could have just done the research on our own, but but this this, is so much more fun. It gives us like a deadline. Yeah. It like makes me actually have to do yeah, it. Yeah, well, because before I'd be like, I really want to know about this, and then that would be really? the end of the thought. Yeah. But yeah. now I'm like, I'm okay, gonna watch James Schitt's is going to be here, and I need to know. Yeah. People are going to be listening. Get your shit together. And I kind of do. Yeah, I mean, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. We're not professionals. You know what you're getting in this show. Yeah. Us. So what are you talking about today? Uh, today. It's uh, in honor of, uh, not Women's History Month, <laughs> National, what is it? Women's, <laughs> International Women's Day. There you go. Jesus. <laughs> we know what we're talking See, about. professionals. Uh, uh, we thought it would be cool to kind of cover a little bit about um, feminism and witchcraft uh, together as a whole, not as a whole, because... As a um, collaborative idea. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Um, so today we're going to be talking about how, yeah, how they sort of go hand in hand, yeah. how they have always sort of gone hand, gone hand in hand, and especially this day and age, how it more and more is becoming like synonymous with one another. Yes. And I mean, not all witches are women. No, and not all feminists are women. Yeah, exactly. So, and so I will get into that. Oh, yay. A little bit. Well, I'm excited. I won't get into that really because I just wanted to say for the purposes of uh, this episode, I know not all um, witches are women. We have, there are uh, male witches, there are non binary witches mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on all the whole, the entire spectrum of gender are witches but for uh succinctity succinctness yeah it's a word i'm just going to be using the pronoun she yes because um that's just how i'm going to do it yeah and just for the (laughs) for the purposes of the specific holiday national holiday calendar holiday yeah whatever international women's day i mean sure whatever yeah um so that's just how we're gonna go um, at the end, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, inclusivity and yes. feminism and witchcraft. But we acknowledge that they're here there. Of we course. appreciate you. We love you. Yeah, of course. Yes. Okay, so before we begin, before I forget, I got a lot of this information from vice.com, theatlantic.com, and quartz.com. Um, there's an article specifically on quartz.com by um, Sophia Quagura. Ooh, I don't think I said that right. It's okay. But... She's where I got a majority of this information from. I tried to do a lot of different types of research, like even literally reading like scholarly papers. Mm. And <laughs> she summed it up in a way that I really, really enjoyed. So I tr- kind of just tried to take what she wrote and uh, regurgitate it in my yeah. own sort of way. I could have told you not to go down that route. Yeah. So boring. So boring. Necessary? Yes. But boring. Boring. She put it in, she broke it down very uh, simple in a Mm -hmm. way that was easy to read, entertaining, and very well researched. Nice. So here we go. 
So when talking about uh, witches and the symbol of the witch, it's kind of been around for centuries, like Forever. like most things that have to do with witchcraft since yes. the beginning of time. And she has always sort of, in the beginning, represented female empowerment. Yeah. Um, she is, you. She in the beginning, a, a powerful outsider challenging uh patriarchal narratives yeah um and the term witch didn't have a negative connotation to begin with Hmm. and we'll get into that a little bit when when the term witch in the beginning of all of this was used it was mostly used for healers Mm -hmm. uh, even midwives women who were powerful things like that and it wasn't until it took on a negative connotation that it became dangerous okay because um it could have lethal consequences yes absolutely you know women and men um were persecuted and uh, murdered mm-hmm. and unfairly and uh, it just it was a very dangerous term after a while but now people women men uh, non-binary folks gender fluid individuals wear it like a badge of honor you're taking it back taking it back and invoking the witch is seen as a symbol of strength once again and empowerment yes. okay so the concept of the witch again dates back thousands of years as long as humans have worshipped anything anything deities anything um in greek mythology hecate 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 uh she's the first witch and she's the goddess of magic and astrology Mm, yeah so there are literally like countless mythological uh symbols of witch witches and witchcraft and um some of these quote-unquote witches did practice spells mm-hmm. and rituals, mm-hmm. but again, most of them were just healers or wise elders. Okay. That makes sense. Enter the rise of Christianity. Don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Christianity is very male-centric. Yes, it is. And uh, very afraid of women. Yes, it is. So... In the 1400s, um, with the rise of Christianity, opinions began to change mm-hmm. about women who were uh, they women who were seen as non-traditional. Yeah. So women who were once seen as good mm-hmm. healers, elders, wise women uh, were now uh, demonized. Yeah, absolutely. So the term witch officially becomes a pejorative term around 1468 with the publishing of a book called Malleus Maleficarum, Hmm. if that's how you say it right. I've heard of it before. And uh, it's by a man, a man, of course, course. uh, called Heinrich Kramer. Is it the witch hunting book? Yes. So the book, which uh, is translated into the hammer for witches mm-hmm. it was a kind of a how-to guide on how yeah. to hunt quote-unquote witches yes it was um and the term i'm saying quote-unquote witch because this book was used arbitrarily mm. anybody any man who was a quote-unquote witch hunter yeah could place that term on anyone and they you know anyone they deemed morally yeah corrupt yes it didn't matter no it didn't matter at all you didn't have to be caught over a cauldron Mm-mm. you know boiling children nope. to to stay you could have young. smiled at another man yes. you could have just done yeah. anything picked yes. a flower the publication of the book coupled um with the rise in general fear brought on the heyday of the witch hunt yeah and up to eighty, eighty thousand 80 mm-hmm. women were murdered yeah by local governments between mm-hmm. f- 1500 and 1660 80,000 women that's a lot of women yeah this is that was just women and they couldn't really afford to lose women they didn't care the birth rate and then the the infant mortality rate was so high but or low so you know what i mean that they most really of the time these women that. were not uh 
the types of women who were having children anyway. True, but I think it gives kind of like a you can kind of like look into their time period and their like thought process in this because like mm-hmm. even though the people were dying all the time of things, they still were murdering people anyway, yes. even with low Tens populations because they were just scared of these things because a book told them to be yes. scared of these things. Yeah. This is just all fragile, toxic masculinity once yes. again. So um, who were these women who were mm-hmm. being uh, slaughtered? Well, Anybody ranging from women who were single, women who were widowed, mm-hmm. which is like, how is that your fault? Yep. Um, older women, um, people who didn't spend enough time in church, healers, midwives, or uh, or women who owned too much land. Yeah. Or simply women who spent too much time with one another as a group. Yeah. So, which is like... It's like everything. It's like you can't even do anything. Yeah, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Yeah. So this, any any array of reasons could give a man enough cause to accuse you of being a witch. And the myth of witches, women, Mm -hmm. being associated with uh, black magic or devil worshiping Mm -hmm. turned their fear into mania and made them push women to the lower rungs of society. Yeah. So anyone who was um, too powerful, you're a witch, you don't want to be accused of a witch, stop being so powerful. Yes. Uh, Women's economic opportunities and their contributions to any sort of civic decisions were limited to keep any woman from being powerful at all. Because that's what they feared. Yes. Which is like... It's still happening today. Yeah. Um, Yeah, much like today, the basis of these men's fears came from their fear of sexuality. Of course it did. So any woman who was unattached could lure men with their power Mm -hmm. and he could not be held responsible for what he might have been forced to do. Why would you ever think so? The, um, The book reads... This is a quote. When a woman thinks alone, she thinks evil. Oh. Which I think says more about uh, the dude who wrote the book than it does about (laughs) women in general. I know. What what kind of mother (laughs) did this this person have? Yeah. And the consequences for being labeled a witch were dire. Yeah. You, um, You were adjudicated in a sham trial. Killed the witch. Yeah, you were put to death, you were stoned, burned, hanged, hung, hung, uh, drowned, and uh, there was kind of a note that's no win situation. No. If you die, you were innocent. If you survive, you're a witch. Mm Mm-hmm. So, as colonizers colonized, which is what they do, they they use the same tactics when uh, expanding their, their power over... Africa and the Americas yeah. and that's in 16 to 1700s they use the charge of devil worshipping to enforce very strict gender norms yeah. on natives Yes, and they also use that to humiliate the natives and to pr- oppress them yes. into yep. submission especially since the natives knew nothing of Christian culture right. and so instead of saying well there wasn't anyone there to show them they're like oh of course they're inferior yes of course because even though jesus teaches you to be nice i mean we could talk apparently not not if yeah we could go into all of that okay um they use the they use that fear over the anyone that they colonized Mm -hmm. and this led to um this sort of thinking more or less led to what became uh, the Salem witch trials in yeah. the 1690s. And mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. Cats and dogs living together in oh, harmony. Mass God. hysteria. Um, and the Salem witch trials are still the most infamous mm-hmm. um, mass hysteria and murders in U.S. history. Yeah. So this brings us to the 20th century. Okay. Okay. So yes, they're... Uh, that's a lot of time, 1690 to now. Yeah. But uh, I think with the, in the past, I don't know, 
five or ten years, there's been a big rise in the interest in the occult and yeah. witchcraft specifically. Absolutely. And I do not to get all political on your asses, but <laughs> the 2016 election, I think uh, it was a breaking point. Shocked a lot of people. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the rise of feminism as well in the later half of the 20th century is it's sort of uh it's sort of is hand in hand with the rise of witchcraft yeah so the it's like you said we're taking it back the the witch is now a symbol of cunning and power and resilience because of how much women have had to go through yeah and how powerful we are truly realizing we are on our own yes um and um well they have to go back a little and in 1893, there was a feminist manifesto um, called Women, Church, and the State, written by the American suffragist Matilda Jocelyn Gate. And she argues that the act of labeling women as witches or accusing them of witchcraft was just one of the many ways that the church oppressed powerful women, which, yeah. yeah. And the fellow suffragist Elizabeth Cady Stanton echoed her rhetoric in the 1899 book, The Women's Bible. She explains that the witch hunts targeted the most brilliant women in the in whatever in well, their society. Yeah, because it, it's the the kind of like women who knew how to make medicines, women who could bring yes. kids into the world, women who could. They were the most dangerous. Yeah, they were to, the ones who actually knew how to do things, yes. get things done. Yes. So. Um, I mean, with it, it goes back that far with the rise of the suffragettes. You know, they already associated witchcraft with feminism because yeah. they've it's a tale as old as time. You see it over and over and over again. Yes. So um, I thought this was interesting. Interest in witches has grown and fallen since the 1950s in 20 year cycles. Oh. And um, the editor of Sabbath, a witchcraft magazine. She told uh, Quartz.com that the periods in which the interest um, rises Mm -hmm. are periods, it lines up with periods when women feel particularly and politically disenfranchised, which is probably why we're seeing a rise in it now. So uh, modern day women who identify as witches practice many faiths. There is not one like we talk about all the time, there's not one in particular that you have to follow. Mm -hmm. And it could be the reason why the witch, um, the symbol of the witch is so appealing to so many people. Yeah. Because it's kind of like you are, you're creating your own narrative, you're creating your own power from whatever you think works for you. And every culture has different um, beliefs and thought processes on it, on the occult. And you're kind of like grasping on to your heritage as well and like mm-hmm. bringing that strength in with you yes and we'll go into that a little bit later about um heritage Ooh. and especially when it comes to uh women of color okay um so again there's a lot of flexibility and empowerment in what a witch represents mm-hmm. and for many the um especially nowadays embodying a witch or the archetype of a witch mm-hmm. can be more of a lifestyle than yeah. a religious belief. Yes. So I think that's really interesting that um, you're, you know, you call yourself a witch and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to practice spells yeah. or have yeah. you could altars. You like the aesthetic. And, yeah. Like the yeah. aesthetic, you like just the, the meaning behind the symbol of it, which yes. I think works for a lot of people. Yes. So, um, Women of all ages are looking to the witch as a source of personal power. A lot of millennial women are seeking liberation mm-hmm. and empowerment. A lot of um, older women who had to live through a lot of oppression yeah. are looking for a spiritual, spiritual connection and their own types of liberation because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of generations before us, it's <laughs> ridiculous the things they had to put up with. Oh, re- like horrible. It's, it's like mind boggling. I know. And all of them are looking to the witch because she doesn't get her power from other people. So there is a quote um, 
by Pam Grossman. She has a book called Waking the Witch, which mm-hmm. I have started reading, but I haven't been able to finish yet. Which I this is like right in the beginning of the book, which really resonated with me. And I think will resonate with a lot of people. So she says. She is perhaps the only female archetype who was an independent operator. Virgins, whores, daughters, mothers, wives. Each of these is defined by whom she is sleeping with or not. The care that she is given or is giving to her. Or some sort of symbiotic debt that she must eventually pay. She, the witch owes nothing. This is what makes her dangerous. And this is what makes her divine. Mm. And I thought... I like that. I was like, yes. When I read mm-hmm. that, I was like, I think I literally put the book down and I was like, oh my God, you never think about that. Mm-hmm. The fact you that, yeah, you get, you get called a whore or a slut or a prude or you're a bad mother mm-hmm. or, you know, and it's all dependent on how you are associated with other people, yeah. mostly men, mm-hmm. how they are describing you as a person. Yes. So I just thought that was uh, like a super, I'm, and I'm sure the whole book is full of gems like that. But um, yeah, so anyway. That's great. Yeah. Um, so now in these times, especially in the, uh, the Me Too era, and with the Trump administration stripping away rights for marginalized groups like the LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. Um, constant hate from the right. And uh, again, not to be political, but these are just facts. No, I think what it, we haven't had, we've had misogynistic leaders. Always. Usually. Every, yes. Well, yeah. But we haven't had Except one. For Oh man, I missed that man. <laughs> we haven't had one so blatant in your face with no consequence. Yes. Like we're going to roll back um, the Women's Protection Act. Yeah. We're going to make it so trans people can't serve in the military. We're going to make it so it's okay for your employers to fire you if you uh, identify as anything other than straight. Yeah. It's just Exactly. And it's like we've had because politics goes in a pendulum as well. Right. But we, again, even with civil rights of mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. not just women, but people, mm-hmm. we haven't had it so blatantly done. Yes. Since friggin' the 60s. Yeah. 50s and 60s. Since Jim Crow. And yeah. we have was supposedly grown up since then, but apparently not. Well, I think they you move on from one marginalized group to another. First yeah, it's women, absolutely. then women get the vote, so then it's uh, the black community, mm-hmm. so then they start getting their rights, and now, you know, then it's the gay community, and then they start getting rights. Yeah. Now it's, uh, you know, trans community. Yeah, it's always, and, okay, who's left? Yes, who's, who's, who's left? left? And it's like, it's the, you know, the Japanese, or it's the Irish, or mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's always Somebody. an other. They yes. always want an other it's never them it's always someone else yeah so and i really do think that women we're over it yeah we're done (laughs) yeah we're not going back and um so it's kind of like it's it's no wonder why so many have have flocked to witchcraft or the witch you know as a way you to find (laughs) to find any ounce of power yeah. In a patriarchal society. Yes. Because there are times where it does feel like the machine is built to work against you. Yes. Or that you don't matter. Mm-hmm. And they can take away our rights and we can vote and vote and vote, but they can't burn us anymore. Yeah. So. And this this is all women, marginalized groups, uh, trans people, non-binary people, women of color are mm-hmm. the most marginalized group. Oh, absolutely. And um, I think a lot of people are flocking to witchcraft and the witch as a symbol. Yes. Because the there it's just a time to feel helpless. Yes. Things are bleak. Bleak. They can feel bleak. So the the term witch pushes back against heteronormative family oriented societal norms such as marriage Mm -hmm. and childbearing and instead reinforces a bond between women Yes. That can, that just is based solely on friendship. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's lovely. It is. And it's all about empowerment. And I have yet to meet someone in this 
community, um, luckily, who is not empowering or helps build each Mm -hmm. other up or helps each other answer questions. It's a very collaborative, close community. Yes. Um, Especially with the rise of social media. So platforms like Instagram and TikTok, which I'm old. I don't use TikTok. But I tried the other day. Did you really? It was, it didn't go well. <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> oh, I didn't, try, I didn't. Okay. So I downloaded it. I looked at a bunch of videos. It took me about five solid minutes to figure out how to look at the videos. Okay. And then I didn't even attempt to make one because, you yeah. know, I'm not going to do. Mm, nobody <laughs> wants to see that. Youths. <laughs> Youths. <laughs> So these uh, platforms, they've given a lot of people, especially younger people, Uh um, a way to connect with one another and to access the practices in a way never before seen. Never. And it's so wonderful. Wonderful. Um, Not just witchcraft, but also feminism. Oh, yeah. You know, you get to follow all these Instagram pages Mm -hmm. and you know you look at hashtag feminism or hashtag boss bitch or you know whatever and women are using their minds their Mm -hmm. bodies their comedy their brains they're using resources resources they're they're helping to uh, raise money they're helping each other they're building their own careers Mm -hmm. Um, women who in the past have had to like say you want to be a model Mm -hmm. you have to meet all these skeezy photographers and put yourself in danger now you can just be an instagram model you can just put your own pictures up yeah you want to be a comedian you don't have to go to open mic nights where you know like it or not a lot of dudes don't like when you come into their their circle yeah yeah and they're gonna treat you badly and now you could just do it on Instagram and or yeah. you can do a podcast and promote mm-hmm. it on Instagram and I think a lot of women are being given that opportunity that's the that's the thing I really love about social media social yeah. media has a lot of issues yes it does because it just is uh women or the youths yes because <laughs> just as uh we get to have our voice so do everybody the, else the, the, so that's the opposite Everyone gets a voice, which is, this is America. You could do it. You could say what you want, but still, it doesn't always have to be hateful. No. So, um, that really helps with the rise in witchcraft and feminism, especially together. Yeah. And um, nowadays, being, saying you're a witch is sort of associated with, well, you're like, you are a feminist with just a little bit of a dash of extra flair, you know? Yeah, you I call think your, so. You mm-hmm. call yourself a witch, I'm pretty sure people assume you're a feminist yeah, as well. I agree. Yeah. So, with that being said, I wanted to take a little step back and talk about witchcraft and um, women of color and um, black women of color. Mm-hmm. Because... I think a lot of what's going on now is um, a lot of uh, white women or white passing women mm-hmm. are finding their way to witchcraft, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. But also for a lot of communities, these things are uh, a way of life. Yeah. Especially in African cultures mm-hmm. and in uh, Latin cultures. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to talk about that for a second. So there is um, a Spanish word, um, bruja or brujeria. So mm-hmm. bruja means witch. Yeah. Brujeria is like witchcraft. And it typically refers to a, a lot of spiritual practices. And it doesn't always specifically, uh, doesn't always specifically describe just Latinx witches. It also includes a lot of um, African countries as well. Okay. So it includes uh, places like uh, Africa, the Caribbean, indigenous Latin America, because these places were places who were colonized and those types, yes. those uh, ways of life were being stripped away. Mm-hmm. Um, the West African religion of Yoruba and uh, has been estimated to have been practiced for thousands of years. Yeah. And uh, Santeria, which also known as um, Lu- Lusumi, I think is how you say it, that's an Afro-Cuban religion, um, and that took shape alongside the rise of the Spanish colonization and the arrival of the Roman 
Catholic Church and mm-hmm. Roman Catholicism in the 15th century and 16th century. So to talk about Yoruba a little bit, it was brought to the Americas, brought to the Americas by West Africans who were stolen and brought here yeah. to be uh, forced as slaves. And he eventually combined with some Western religions that the slaves were forced to embrace. And in the early 19th century, Cuban Santeria, Haitian voodoo, um, and others emerged as a result. It's kind of like a combining of yeah. certain types of things, especially mm-hmm. having those different peoples from different regions all being put together yeah. and being forced mm-hmm. to uh, to adopt and to embrace uh-huh. different... And a lot of times they didn't have verbal communication abilities because they all spoke different languages so they would see each other doing things and Mm -hmm. be like hey I look what I can bring into that yeah let's do this together Mm -hmm. Um, in a city like New Orleans voodoo which is different from Haitian voodoo yeah and hoodoo grew in popularity Mm -hmm. so um, these types of religions were practiced by the slaves in order to help them gain any sense of power. Yeah, absolutely. Any minimal sense of power. And during this time, the Catholic Church pushed the indigenous Latin people to uh, a lower lower class, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, they pushed the Spanish population to the outer fringes of society in an attempt to eradicate their suspicious, superstitious practices. Yeah. Sort of the same thing, um, but obviously being stolen and brought here as slaves is a different thing than Mm -hmm. uh, being pushed to outer fringes of society in your own country. Yeah. But it really ultimately helps strengthen the connections between the people and their beliefs because, again, they clung to whatever sense of power they they Mm -hmm. needed to. And um, a lot of these societies were matriarchal. Yeah, they were. So that's how the women in these societies helped keep these practices alive. And a lot, and a lot of times these uh, practices were passed down from women to women, gra- great-grandmothers to grandmothers to mothers to daughters. Yeah. So um, a lot of times these women, they couldn't turn to their religious systems or to the d- judiciary system. So they turned to each other. This was a time when um, women, when men were allowed to beat their wives and they could continue affairs mm-hmm. while they were married. Yeah. And women lost pretty much all social and legal autonomy once they were married. Oh, yeah. So they lost everything. They turned to brujeria. Mm-hmm. Today, black and Latinx brujas are taking back the practice and uh, battling the taboo that I think uh, all uh, creeds and colors of people are fighting against. Yeah. I think the term witch, whether you come, whether you are black or Latin or white or mm-hmm. things, I think, again, had the negative connotations and now yeah. we're, tr- we're trying to take it back. Um, many black and Latinx brujas feel a strong connection to the brujeria because a lot of them, again, were passed down yeah. through their uh, maternal side of their family. And um, it was, uh, I think this was the Vice article talked about how a lot of um, black witches especially mm-hmm. are finding their voices and their uh, covens, if you will, online. Okay. Because a lot of, um, a lot of especially Southern black families are very uh, Christian or yeah. Catholic mm-hmm. so it can be hard and difficult to break free from that kinds of oh, yeah. those kinds mm-hmm. of things and um, so the study from the same uh, black witches they talked about how they found out that their their great grandmothers were involved in witchcraft yeah. and it had to be hidden away um, because of course they would be yeah. you know really harshly punished for it and a lot of them said at the time that uh, at first they sort of resented the fact that their parents hid it from them yeah and then of course they come you come around and you realize well they couldn't they did this out of survival yeah absolutely yeah and there's also a black witch convention oh so which is really cool um which came about as a way for these women to meet each other they you know a lot of people meet online yeah a lot of people want hands-on 
community representation Mm -hmm. in person and it's open to new or seasoned witches you get to you know meet each other have some solidarity talk learn things um listen to people talk things like that and um a lot of uh black and latin well not a lot some see it that even though now witchcraft is considered like quote unquote cool yeah that in some traditions it's it's it is a way of life and you must be initiated into these kinds oh, of oh yeah absolutely yeah these kinds of practices mm-hmm. but you know there and this is just my opinion that i in my opinion I don't think there is one way to practice no. witchcraft, and Mm-mm. and you can't really say which is right or wrong. Yeah, and uh, I think as long as you're being respectful, uh-huh. and as long as you are learning, continuing to learn, being open, being open to when you do, you know, this goes with anything. If you do something or say something that offends someone, yeah. or that is culturally, racially insensitive learn move on don't do it again don't do it again you know and this is that's for everybody like not just uh white people do that everybody does that and i think we just have to learn how to communicate better and treat each other well yes so you know like i said for some cultures this is not just like a fun endeavor it's their Mm -hmm. way of life and well um some white women or white passing women can mm-hmm. get sort of a pass. Black women of color and women of color are still kind of held to a different standard. Yeah. So I think I that's, agree. that's important just mm-hmm. to keep in mind before, you know, especially in the Instagram age. Yeah. Some people there's, you're always going to have those people who take advantage of a trend. Absolutely. Always. Or you're going to have people who see a trend and become genuinely interested, yeah. Regardless of race, mm-hmm. but when it there's a difference between wanting to practice and culturally appropriating something from someone without yeah. doing your research. Absolutely. So, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit because mm-hmm. I know uh, for some people it may be a sensitive topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Any uh, so and then now and I then I did want to talk about. Um, witchcraft and intersectionality mm-hmm. because like feminism if your witchcraft is not intersectional then you're not doing it yeah. right so um a lot of people again are embracing it it's more important than ever to make it more inclusive and intersectional and although we've been using the she her uh pronouns to describe witches uh of course men women gender non-conforming people mm-hmm. they're all embracing it anybody yeah. who needs to feel some sort of power feel some sort of connection to something else mm-hmm. it's open to everybody and in my opinion it shouldn't be kept from anybody if you feel the need for such a symbol in your life then go for it and we mm-hmm. all practice differently and we all have different experiences that yeah. you know that uh affect how we talk and how we react and how we uh we look at life and it's like that when we talked about the auras you know that thing that bubble that protects you yeah and we all come from different places yes and different reasonings mm-hmm. for coming to witchcraft and i think whether you're you know a fourth generation witch if you're brand new if you are coming from uh, a different religion if mm-hmm. you are you're white you're black you're non-binary you're you're trans you're a woman you're a man whatever or, or maybe you just think it maybe you just do think it's cool yeah you know like mm-hmm. i think there's nothing wrong with that either no because uh it is cool. It is <laughs> <You> cool. <know? laughs> and I think the more people, especially people like that, who are just like, I'm, this is cool. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to show it. Maybe I'll dress witchy a little bit. Yeah. It just brings that type of thing to the forefront. It gives it the exposure. And I think the thing that leads to fear is a lack of knowing. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. think having that out in, in 
on Instagram and on TikTok or on Facebook, I think it, it just helps to quell some of those fears sometimes oh, for absolutely. some people. Some of those Facebook groups and um, people, presences on Instagram are just so welcoming yes. and knowledgeable yes. and willing to teach, which brings in other people yes. who are knowledgeable and yes. willing to teach. And so then you end up with these huge forums of women asking questions mm-hmm. and not, I mean, everybody asking questions yeah. and asking for help and asking for ideas and, and people being very, very respectful. Yes. Of because each other. a lot of these groups can ask questions about hexes or mm-hmm. things that others might feel uncomfortable with. And uh-huh. it's just like a known thing that if you don't agree with what that person is doing, you just let it be. Yeah. You don't need it's to like, comment yeah. on it unless you have a way to help them. Yes. And I think that's, it's empowering and it's important. It is very important mm-hmm. because I think, especially because something like this is so personal. Yes. That uh, it very easily could be taken the wrong way. Yes, it could. So I think mm-hmm. establishing the fact ahead of time that we are all going to be respectful. Yes. We all have different beliefs and different practices mm-hmm. and let's just help each other. Like you said, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. Yeah. Which is like, Thumper. that should be the rule for life, <laughs> you know? The thumper's golden rule. <laughs> yeah, like, which I think a lot of people on the internet do not follow. I don't think they've ever heard that in their life. Yeah. So um, that is pretty much the little bit of uh, you know scratching the surface of the history of mm-hmm. the link between feminism and witchcraft and a little bit of the rise of it now of course we could go into you know very detailed histories and things like that yeah but that would be like a multi-episode type of thing mm-hmm. and uh especially today there's there's a lot and there's a lot of people who a lot of online covens who try to uh you, they use their power they're you know they're hexing the president yeah. or, or you know I love it so much yeah <laughs> stuff like that and it's like uh, you, you can go into all of those things because I think uh, witchcraft and feminism in general has become very political as well it has there's no really getting around it no and no. I think uh, that's just always how it's gonna be and I uh, the thing that bothers me is the 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 term you know this is a witch hunt and you know like oh i know i think uh, it makes me roll my eyes so hard yeah especially being used by a white man who's like literally the most powerful person in the world and it's we can go into all of that but i just wanted to kind of just touch on Mm -hmm. you know that little bit and just kind of just tell anybody who maybe is nervous or you know they're scared or they're not sure where to start you know just reach out a lot of these communities are very very helpful you can always email us you can dm us Mm -hmm. you could uh you know reach out to us and we're always willing to help wherever we can because again this is cool this stuff is cool it is cool (laughs) i have so much fun and i think i don't think there's a downside to teaching someone how to tap into their own power absolutely not no downside so that's how that's what i feel like quote unquote witchcraft is yeah i agree because uh that's what it is it all comes from yeah. you and it's just pulling out your strengths it's all from you mm-hmm. so yeah that's pretty much it um love it yeah i don't know <laughs> I feel like I was a little rambly or something, but (laughs) I don't know. I was just, I get all worked up and I know we took a break and she was like, am I rambly? And I was like, no, I'm quiet because I'm listening. (laughs) I'm like, am I, is this making sense at all? So, uh, you know, trying to piece together everything that I've read into like a cohesive thing is kind of, it was was a little challenging. Informal. informal. (laughs) Thank you. Informational. (laughs) So informational. I learned a lot. Oh, good. Yeah. That's good. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot out there. There's, oh my God, there's like countless articles about the rise of witchcraft and Mm -hmm. feminism and, you know, check those out for sure. Cause it it doesn't hurt to just learn some more and I'm sure. And also the book that I'm uh, trying to read, it's so hard for me to have time to sit down and read you guys, but um, waking the witch by Pam Grossman has been um, a pretty good read so far. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten into it too much, but so far I'm liking, liking what I read. I like that. She's very, um, 
like the way she writes it's very uh approachable yeah and uh she seems like she's just writing how she speaks that's nice so she also has a podcast which i the witch wave Mm-hmm. which I have never listened to. It's very to. popular, I'm sure. If you listen to this one, there's a very good chance you might listen to hers. Oh, yeah, for sure. I haven't mm-hmm. listened to it yet, but I'm going to. Let's uh, let's have like a little witchy moment again. What, what did you, anything I you want to talk about? I have a fast one. Okay. Um, over this last month, ever and ever since we did our what type of witch are you or what kind of witch are you uh-huh. or whatever, which you don't have to be just one. Um, I really like connected with like the green witch mm-hmm. i was noticing your plants witch, earlier and i keep buying plants <laughs> <laughs> and they're not dying i know that one over there especially. it looks so good looks i have really this good. really beautiful like heart-shaped ivy and we keep it by one of our windows it's right by my altar and it is doing so well and i'm so excited because every time i brought a plant in it would just die and i have little succulents that are yeah. finally propagating and one of them's even like sprouting new little little petals and Cute. i got a lavender and i'm already like drying some of it that was um ready to be pruned so i'm really excited about that and i harvested some more sage when i was in arizona because um white sage as you know it's it's kind of tricky to purchase you want to make sure that you're purchasing it um ethically ethically and uh responsibly however in um arizona it grows literally like a weed and so um i had visited my mom earlier this month this is still february for us and i went (laughs) out in like the front yard and i literally just pulled up like a huge like cool. chunk of it and uh, my sister went out and helped me um so that was nice that's cute yeah it was nice so do you have to use that to dry it and then you can um it's in my garage right now drying this stage what i'm gonna try to do with this one is kind of do like you know how you could have a bowl of like loose leaf uh-huh. sage yeah. and like kind of like burn that i'm gonna try that okay i already i made two bundles and i have two bundles oh yeah, so, yeah. i mean you have enough sage. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to do some other stuff with those. Um, but, I mean, and it's not bothering anyone to go out and pull the sage. If anything, it's like doing them a favor because there's uh, so much. That's so funny. But, uh, yeah. I wonder why that is. It's just a very good growing environment for it. Huh. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your um, your sister or your mom should, like, start selling bundles. <laughs> I know they could with the amount that grows there. Yeah. For real. For real. It'd be like, go around to the neighbors and we be like... We were driving home from the rock place um, that I talked about in the last episode. And I was like, that's age. That's age. That's <laughs> like all the way home. So much sage. That's it funny. just grows really well there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's Very mine. cool. Okay. Well, mine uh, actually does have to do with sage as well. Hmm. I did like... Uh, like I talked about before, my son's been having some health issues and I've been mm-hmm. having a lot of anxiety and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know what? Like, I enough is enough. Like, I'm tired of like all this. It was like, it was like a heavy energy, you know? Like, yeah. so I like saged my whole house and, and I like, I uh, did the Palo Santo. Mm-hmm. We meditated and I just cleansed the whole house and I opened all the windows and all the doors and I, you know, just took my time and my, and my son was like, what do you, do? like, why do you have to burn that right now? And I was like, <laughs> he was like, why do you, he even said, and he's like, why do you have to cleanse right now? <laughs> I was like, because we need it. We need some like positivity in here. Yeah. It has felt a lot better. And like, I, you know, you, I don't know if you get like this, but you, you know, you get in like little depressive episodes and you oh, don't clean yeah, and, absolutely. you know, you, mm-hmm. you're, you keep keep the blinds closed yep. and I just I was like nope like I'm done I opened everything up mm-hmm. I like literally cleaned my house then cleansed the house yeah and it was just it feels so much lighter and so much yeah. better and when then, I'm on school breaks that happens yeah I won't change for three days oh yeah yeah you don't It'll take a shower nothing. you don't wash your hair you dishes are in the sink yeah. and it's just no motivation to stand yeah. up mm-hmm. none so yeah especially with all this we're going through we're home right now no school no work and I'm just like I don't want to (laughs) yeah so I've been trying to keep that up especially I think I started it on uh 
when retrograde started because it was like it's been rough it's been rough it's been rough yeah so i was like i was reading this thing and it was like for retrograde like literally clean your house cleanse your house do it we'll have to do an episode on retrograde oh for sure yeah so that was nice it feels much better much lighter much more inviting and homey again that's good because i was like i'm pretty anxious all the time anyway yeah usually when i'm home is when i'm either not anxious or like the least anxious Mm -hmm. and i was still very anxious being at home and i was like something is going on here so i did that in a funk yeah that's good it felt good probably do that tomorrow get the house ready for the week yeah it's gonna be a long one (laughs) is it (laughs) for me (laughs) it's gonna be a long week next week okay we'll get through (sighs) it well as always thank you so much for listening thank you guys we appreciate you and we love you even though we probably never met you but we want to meet you but we <laughs> we have met some of you because yep. some of you reach out to us and we uh-huh, really appreciate uh-huh. it and mm-hmm. um it's, keep suggesting episodes yeah it's uh it's been so nice because we have um a couple listeners who they followed us like personally mm-hmm. so then they see like especially what's been going on with my son and they've reached out and been like oh i'm you know keeping but your son in my thoughts and I'm going to light nice. a candle for him and mm-hmm. things like that I'm like it just warms my heart and it's nice yeah it makes me feel mm-hmm. really good that people care so much and it does yeah it, it's uh, it's I'm so excited about where this is going I feel like great things are going to happen I think so too yeah so you follow us uh, yes. at the first of all pod. You could follow us personally mm-hmm. if you want. Uh, mine is uh, at Instagram at quit playing James with my heart. Uh, <laughs> mine is also long. <laughs> Just a bunch of hocus pocus. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's yeah. a good one. <laughs> so you could do that if you'd like. Um, but definitely uh, rate, review, subscribe. Do all the things. Tell a buddy. Tell several buddies several yeah please um look out we just ended our uh, first giveaway mm-hmm. but we will be doing more definitely mm-hmm. so keep a lookout for that well this one was just u.s only but we want this wanted, one was u.s only just because we've never done one before so we're just getting yeah we definitely want to open it. it up to international yeah, for sure listeners so be on the lookout for that and um yeah that's, that's it. it thank you so much thank you okay, bye bye Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.